0: are we live people deluded i'm back again i'm here with my favorite Wolves fan man dave it's been a minute what are you saying bro
1: i'm all good bro
0: how are you i'm good man i'm good i'm good i'm just thinking about how you know you're a good friend of mine but i'm gonna have to hate you this time tomorrow man i just started my, <laughs> my eyes just latched onto the walls badge man what are you saying
1: i'm all good though man thanks for having me on again
0: Minor man, it it made sense. Obviously, tomorrow we've got you. I think we've got you in quick succession, really quickly. sandwiched weeks, yeah. in between time. Yeah, man. And obviously, personally, and I'm, and I'm, I'm gonna pick your brains on it. I don't feel Wolves are getting enough credit necessarily for whatever reason. I think you lot are having a good season. You know, we're not necessarily having one, but you're two points off. And you know, there's everyone's in a in a shout for Europe. First thing, I just want to ask you off the back, man. What's the difference? In fact, first thing, why did Nuno get sacked? That's the first thing. What happened to Nuno?
1: Well, it's one of them. He left on mutual consent, so people don't know if he was actually sacked or if he walked, but I'd, I'd lean towards sacked. But I think he he's set himself such a high standard, man. He like came into the club, won us the league in the championship, two seventh place finishes in the Premier League, FA Cup semi-final, Europa League quarterfinal. And then last season, I, I don't know what happened. I think we finished 14th in the end in the league, conceding loads of goals um you know first time in years we were playing west brom um before last season the last time we played them, we lost five one to them and then for whatever reason we're always in different divisions so us as fans we waited so long for those games and he we we flopped in both of them we were were dreadful so i think it almost just came became quite stale in the end um and for whatever reason you know the board said probably you know probably best we move on and, and and write a new chapter so obviously he left i was upset at the time man because The the fan base were divided the first time in a long time that fans have started to say, right, I don't want Nuno to manage our team anymore. But I was upset, I thought he'd done enough to deserve another chance, to deserve another transfer window to build the team that he wanted to, but it wasn't to be. So, yeah, he's gone. And obviously now we've got uh, Bruno Large. Mm, so what?
0: So just just to go back on Nuno, what went wrong? Was it just the end of a cycle? Was it his tactics found out? Because you mentioned conceding goals, you know, once upon a time at Wolves under Nuno, that was one of your best attributes. You're not conceding for anything. He was playing free at the back. He had Doherty and it looks like you conspires which, you know, I love that you've done that with him <laughs> and whatnot. But yeah, what went wrong really? What would you say specifically?
1: You're right because, like, even the the first two seasons we were back in the Prem, nobody wanted to play Wolves, not even the 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 big boys, uh, because we just defended. We made it life so difficult in some games. Yeah, we were probably quite boring, but on the counter attack we were so dangerous. You know, we had Dodi on the right uh, right wing. Johnny was there. We had Jota and Adama Traore and, and running forward, and and then obviously Jimenez in the box. But I don't know what went wrong after that. I think he relied a lot on the fans, Nuno did. The fans, those first two seasons in the Prem were ridiculous. They were so good. Um, And just before the lockdown as well, you know, we'd just be in Espanyol. We'd smash them in the Europa League, smash Spurs at their new stadium. Um, And we were like two points off the top four. And then it was lockdown. He had no fans, killed our momentum. Killed it, I I remember... I remember saying before the the lockdown, I said, you know, across two legs in the Europa League, I said, across two legs, I'd be confident of Wolves doing doing any team in the world at that point because we were on such high form. And then, yeah, the lockdown killed us. We dropped too many points. I think we lost to Sheffield United. We conceded a last-minute goal to Burnley to drop points, and we just missed out on Europe completely. I think Spurs won on the final game of the season to go ahead of us and get European Mm. football. Um, And then... For some reason, I think Nuno in his head, we lost a severe in the Europa League. He, he looked at that game and we were, we got smashed, to be fair. We missed a penalty in the first half. We, we couldn't touch the ball. And he said, right, I want to change the system. I want to change how we play. I want to be on attack more attacking. And then we went in the next season and he, he started the exact same formation. The style seemed the same. I think we won the first game against Sheffield United. And obviously, they'd done all right the year before. And I was yep. rubbing my hands together thinking, right, this is going to be a good season. Going to it, be just a went, season it just yeah. went like that, man. He tried to change to a four-four-two uh, or a four at the back, like a four-two-three-one, and that didn't work. We didn't have the players for that. We just took that at them halfway through a season. Um, it wasn't like we had a pre-season because of the lockdown. Yeah, lockdown we had Europa different. League. We had like two weeks off. Then there was an international break right before the season. I had like a week together before the season, so it was just a, it was just a mess, man. Just a complete mess. And I, I do feel for him a little bit, but. He he, he tried to change from his tried-and-tested tactic and it just failed, really. All right, so obviously, skipping forward a bit, what did you make of when he
0: left? You know, obviously, for whatever people say, as you said, he had a terrible season that that left with it. He got two seventh-place finishes. Where are you at when he's left now? Where are you at with your club? Are you not necessarily doom and gloom, but are you concerned? Are you kind of, you know, where are you at? Where are you at? I
1: mean, like, say, you know, if you told me... If I look at the situation like six months ago when he went, I would have been a little bit concerned because obviously Bruno Large was the man that was touted like from day one. He was going to be the man that Wolves were going to bring in. And I looked at him and as, as a manager, to be fair, he, the only club he managed was uh, Benfica, and he, he'd smashed it there. Like his record was ridiculous. You searched his name, he he was winning league games ten 0 with Benfica, and I thought flipping it. But then at the same time, I thought no disrespect to the Portuguese league. If you don't do well with Benfica or Porto, there's probably there's a, problems, there's a yeah. problem. So, uh, and then you look at his past, he was assistant manager at like Swansea and that, and it's just like, I kind not get my yeah. head around it. Um, Yeah. So he came in, uh, but to be fair, I looked at it. He played four four two attacking football. I said, it'd be nice to have a difference. You know, had Nuno five at the back for so many years, but I think he's come in. The board have said, look, we ain't going to throw money at you yet. You're going to have to work with what you've got. So he sort of switched to this back five as well. But, I don't know, I feel a lot more comfortable and confident with him with this formation. You know, you've seen our defensive record. We've got the second best defensive record in the league, just behind City. But our concern at the moment is scoring goals. You know, we're like bottom four, bottom five. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. So, um, yeah, but like we're in a good position. It doesn't feel like it. It still feels a bit weird. I think as Wolves fans, we always almost expect the worst. But we got big in the club month. again, mate. We're in
0: perfect territory <laughs> Small in. Small squad
1: as well, same as Arsenal. You know, we've got we got loads of similarities. But yeah, look at this month. You know, we've got you guys, we've got Spurs at the weekend, we've got Leicester the week after, you again, then West Ham. Mate, all, all five of those games are against teams in and around us chasing European football. I think nobody wants fourth place at the moment. You know, West yeah. Ham chucking games away, United chucking games away. So it's it's a big month for us. And by the end of this month, I think we'll know, you know, say we get Maybe nine or twelve points out of that fifteen. I'm not going to say it's happening, but if if we do, then we've got a real chance of getting European football again. But it's going to be a big month. But he's got us playing some good football. It's good. I mean, for as a neutral looking, I mean, I'm not a
0: neutral, but as someone looking at neutral, looking from a neutral angle at Wolves, as I said at the start. Don't It could play to your advantage, but don't think a lot of noise is being made about you. I look at Brentford. Brentford won two, three games against us and whatnot, and they were the bee's knees. It could be a help, but nothing's being said. Obviously, you mentioned the away fans or would-be away fans in my case. That's something we struggle with. You mentioned yeah. your defensive record. Now, respectfully, if we can't break down Burnley, we're going to be in problems. So, obviously, as an ignorant Arsenal fan, what would you say are the key differences from Nuno's time to, obviously, Bruno at this moment? And what would you say are your key strengths and weaknesses at this moment? from what
1: you've seen um i think obviously the main strength is defense like i've said i I don't know because nuno always set us up quite defensively i don't know what went wrong last season he was just so negative i think the whole team just played so deep he only had one plan really was pass the ball to adama Troyore and hope for the best and you know you know what his end product was like as well no jimenez because he had that serious injury against you guys um so last season was just a nightmare like i said i think nuno was a little bit unlucky with that but Bruno Larger seems to be a lot more positive. Um, the players love him, the fans seem to love him, the the press, like the media, like him a lot more. So I think that he's just brought a much more positive attitude. Obviously, we've kicked off this uh, the year three wins out of three in Jan. He's one manager oh, mate, I of the month. An Arsenal fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's one he's one manager of the month, but I'm hoping you know the curse doesn't come in. We lost to Norwich in the FA Cup. So I'm hoping that's it, and we get back to winning ways. But um, yeah, main difference. I think he just wants to. He's a bit more. I no, mean, the defensive line is a lot higher, but for some reason, we just seem a lot more solid. He likes to it's get more yeah. players involved, likes to play more positive, attractive football. Like the first three games of the season, we, we some of the best football I'd seen at Molyneux, but we lost 1 0 to United, 1 0 to Spurs, and 1 0 to Leicester. We had about, combined, about 60 shots in those games, 60 just plus shots. Um, so I think he changed his approach a little bit. He think, I, I think Bruno Large looked at it and thought, yeah, we could play attractive football, but if we're not winning games, like, I need to sort something out. So he's changed. That. I think he's been a bit more conservative with his approach now. Um, but he's just got to find the balance of conceding goals and scoring goals. I don't think I'd mind us conceding one or two more goals as long as we're scoring three or four more goals. You know what I mean? So um, it's just one of those at the moment. What sort of free at the back is it? Because you kind
0: of mentioned it. Is it two up front? Like as again, I'm trying to paint a picture for people that don't know yeah, anything yeah. about Wolves. What sort of system is it? You know, as as an Arsenal fan, I could tell you we're very left hand centric. You know, Teeny's going to punch it in behind. You know, we tend to tear to that side, and we can't really. You know, there seems to be an imbalance in our final third and middle third. So, where you know, painting a picture for Wolves, where would you be
1: at it with it? Well, the formation that is probably used most is um, <clears throat> obviously the three centre backs, two wing backs two central midfielders, two attacking wingers and a striker. I like that formation the most. I think it creates us a lot more going forward as well. Uh, But the last two games, and we've seen it once or twice this season, he's played three centre-backs, two wing-backs, three in the midfield and then two up front. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that suits us. We don't create enough going forward with that formation, if I'm honest, Uh, because obviously then you're relying on your wing-backs a lot more Then that might make you a little bit more exposed at the back as well. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, we've had one or two issues with injuries. The team is looking a lot more healthier. By the end of this month, we should have a lot more players back. Pedro Neto hopefully back as well. So the team's going to look a lot better. But I'm hoping tomorrow he switches to the to the wingers. But like I say, the last two games, he's had it with the f- three central midfielders. But I just don't think we create enough with that formation.
0: Who would you say has been your best and worst player of the season so far? Uh...
1: I say best Neves pro- probably all round, but there's been loads that have improved loads. Uh, I mean, Kilman is one at the young centre back. Die hard,
0: man. Yeah, yeah really, like really die centre off.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's, he doesn't seem like he's been around that long, but I mean, he's probably been at Wolves three or four years now. He's like 24. So he's coming towards that level, you know, this time of his career where he sort of needs to know where he wants to be. There were talks that he was going to go off to the championship last season. And at the time, I thought, yeah, okay, because I don't think he's the type of level of player that we need. But, man, he's proved me wrong. He's been unbelievable this year. Connor Cody looks way better this year than what he did. Um, Sace looks better than than he did as well. But I think Neves and Matino have been unbelievable. Matino, for someone who's like 36, he doesn't look like he's slowing down. Very he's just the top of the game, yeah. But Neves has, has improved a lot. Worst player is probably difficult to pinpoint, to be fair. That's what I asked. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure it Think. Uh, tr- maybe Trincao, uh, me being a little bit harsh, but Trincao, he came in on loan from Barca again. I was Hi, rubbing my hands together, yeah, exactly. I was thinking, yeah, mate, this this kid coming from Braga, gone to Barca. I thought, you know, if Barca are signing him, he's got to be half decent. And I think it's one of them where, see, we've only got him on loan for a season, we've got an option to buy about 20 25 million. He mm. hasn't done enough for us to activate that, but at the same time, he's one of them players that. You could tell a player's there, but he might need a year or two to adapt to English to football. Adapt,
0: adapt and adjust so adapt one
1: one them. year. I'd be gutted if we let him go, because I think he could go on to bigger and better things. But at the same time, can you convince the fans to spend, you know, to can you, you know, will the fans be We're happy there, if yeah. you spend 25 million quid on him?
0: Where you at with Pedence as well, man, because I look at it, you know, you've got tricky little players. I'm quite scared of the set pieces because you've got people that can take fantastic set dead ball scenarios and you've got people, whether it's size or whoever who could score. I don't like the fact that I know your fans are going to be buzzing. And I just feel one thing you've got over us is our average age is about 23, 24. I'm pretty sure you lot kind of trump us in experience. And we're at that point in the season where... You need experience, and it's like with Arsenal, we can only play one way. It kind of I kind of want to ask you, where does your source what sort of goals do you typically score? Because as an Arsenal fan, we have to walk it in. You're not going to see too many headers. I know statistically we're all at pieces, but we, we like to score that perfect goal, typically starting from the left-hand side. What sort of goals do you tend to find yourself scoring?
1: I'm trying to think now. I mean, we haven't scored that many, so it shouldn't be a difficult question for me for me <laughs> yeah. to answer, but um <laughs> To be fair, you know our most recent league game against Brentford, we were really, really poor. But the 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 first time it happened twice, obviously when we got the ball on the deck and actually tried to play some nice passing football, we scored two mm. goals from outside the area. I think it's just a, a lot of it starts on the wings, and obviously I think they like to you know start wide and almost work their way inside in, in field like that. Um, but it happens a lot. I think a lot of it comes from the wing backs and the wingers. I think probably our most recent four or five goals have come from the wing backs. Um, and not just one side in particular. Um, I'd say Pedence, who you mentioned just now, is he's, he's probably had his most consistent season. He was on and off a lot last season. He was injured a lot for Wolves last season. But this year, he's been really consistent. Wasn't great at the weekend. But the, to be fair, the last two games, they've tried to play him up front, him and Fabio Silva. Really gonna so have got him as a little sort of five foot six, seven, he's probably small than that, five foot four winger playing up front with Fabio Silva, who's still. So raw and experienced. where you at with him as well?
0: Because Tino's kind of arcs that it's the perfect time to ask you, where, where oh, sorry, yeah, You're mate, you... An FM kid.
1: yeah, you know, because of FM, mate, I was buzzing when, when we signed him. Um, and I still back him, but there are a lot of especially I would say pinpointed more on the older generation that have looked at him thinking, why on earth have we signed paid 35 million quid for him? But they can't understand though, sometimes now you got to pay for potential, haven't you? Potential, yeah. Um. He's he's improved, but I think there's still a long way to go, and I hope we don't give up on him too soon. The chairman loves him. I don't know. I, I'm sure our chairman plays FM because he signs some <laughs> wonder kids, and he loves it. He called him a wonder kid in in in, in an interview as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I just hope he has more time. He was going to go out on loan in January, and I think he stepped it up a lot in training. So Bruno's started in the last two games. I think he as a two it doesn't work, but as a three with two wingers either side of him, like of course, we played against Sheffield United. He had Pedence and Adama either side of him. So the defence were occupied by them. And he got on the ball and he was brilliant on the ball. So I think he's one of them players. Give, give him a chance let him get a couple of goals and he, he could find his feet you mentioned it
0: adama like what was what's the you know the fallout from him leaving was you sad to see him go do you think you know you've you've it is what it is what because there was a couple years ago they were i swear you lot were quoted as
1: he's up for sale for 70
0: odd million when he was crazy (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. well when we got first first promoted we signed him i think we released he had like a release clause at Middlesbrough 18 million pound which at the time you know for us a a new club getting promoted that's quite a bit of money He wasn't. He wasn't great that first season. If someone, if Borah came back and said, "Can we have him back for eighteen million quid?" I probably would have said yes. But (laughs) the second, the second season, he was unreal. You know, Europa League football, played more minutes. Him and Jimenez, I think, had you know the most goal combinations. You know, together they were ridiculous. And that's when they were talking about you know the seventy million pounds and so on. Crazy thing, exactly. Um, And then, uh, and then last season without Jimenez, he was dreadful again. Really struggled to get going. I don't think. To think if he scored a goal last season, I'm not sure if he did, uh, in the league. And then this season, you know, they were talking about giving him a new contract because he only had two years left in the summer. But he wanted to be the highest earner, he wanted to be on over wow. 100 grand a week oh, <laughs> to pay somebody that amount of money. He's got to be getting at least double figures. You've got you know, crazy way.
0: numbers to justify it, simple as yeah, that, exactly,
1: reason. man. So um he he, bear, he struggled to get in like struggled to start you know in in the team and you know bruno's been using him as a squad player as an impact player but sometimes with him i think you need to give him at least 25 minutes 30 minutes to get yeah, into the game man. um his baby oil yeah exactly <laughs> and then it comes to january 18 months left on his deal and he still hasn't signed a deal and spurs are really heavily linked and in the end i think he i think he knew in the back of his mind you know barca comes calling his old club you know his boyhood club and we've got a decent deal with them to be fair. Um, obviously it's on loan, but they've got an option to buy a 30 million, which it sounds like they're gonna trigger, which is a, is way more than what was quoted. I think Wolves were holding out for just 20 25 million quid. So 30 million Ooh. is is all right for a player in the summer that would have 12 months left on his deal. So yeah, he's a good Definitely player, a and he got he's, yeah, he's got an assist already on his on his debut. He had a good debut for Barca. man inspired. It, the thing is, it was it was typical. He's done nothing all season. Two, uh, two. Well, in January, comes off the bench and scores against Southampton. The game, his last game against uh, Brentford, he scored and he was like this this far offside, he scored two goals in two weeks, and he hadn't scored all season before that.
0: <laughs> Typical stuff. And obviously, yeah. I got asked about someone you sold to the to the scum up, up the road. What happened to Doherty, man? Because he, he looked like one of the best fullbacks potentially in the league. I don't know if his systems, I don't, I don't know where it is. It just looks like you lot of committed fraud. I'll be honest
1: that like you completely robbed him. Ma- yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I think we got well, at the time when it was linked, I thought, nah, no way. I don't think new because Nuno was obviously still manager. I thought, no way. Um, and I think it was £12-13 million. I thought at the time it was a, it was a good price that was, uh, but the club made you know we got the, the years of service. We had him from the from back like twenty ten. I think we signed him for under hundred k. Yeah. So just mad, mad business, obviously overall. I don't know what happened. I can't, who was their manager at the time? I it was was it Poch or? He's had Jose. He's had... he's at Mourinho. Jose, it was he's Nuno. It was Mourinho because Doc had changed to Mendes as his as his agent as well. So the whole you know the whole thing. So people were unhappy with it, and I thought the amount of favors that George Mendes has given us. You know, it's no surprise that he's doing one for somebody else now. But yeah, he's dreadful. I thought he might have kicked on when Nuno had gone there at the start of this season, but Same. still nothing. They tr- they would try they tried to flog him back to us in January, and we said no. <laughs> Would you make it a Portuguese revolution
0: at your club? You kind of just touched on it and it would be silly not to. It's almost like you've had a... I think it's an example of how you can use agents, right? I know Arsenal with William, etc. is the wrong reasons. But when you have a club that wants to bring in good players, has a clear mandate, and obviously people don't overstep their boundaries, it is working. Like, if I'm honest, respectfully to Wolves, you've signed a lot of players that at times you'd think you're punching, which is testament to you lot. So where are you at with the Portuguese dealings and
1: influx? Because it's it's serving you, right? at this point, yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of them, man. I think it's got it's had more good, done more good things than bad. I mean, we wouldn't have had the players, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today without the whole Mendes thing. I don't think you know, when okay. we we're in the championship and managed to sign Neves, Jota on loan at the time, uh, Willie Bolly, you know, the Neves one was ridiculous because he was being chased by some of the best clubs in Europe and yeah. then they won the, the championship. Kid, man. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So nobody could believe that, but I think every Wolves fan knew, you know, we paid 15 million for Neves. I thought we all we all thought all right we'll get promoted maybe get a season in the prem but then he'll be off and the fact that four or five years later he's still here is mad. I think it frustrates fans a little bit because it's almost that we're very reliant on George Mendes for our business. Yeah, that can um, be dangerous. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every summer you know we look at it and it's almost as if we do nothing up until the last two weeks when Mendes is like right I need to get rid of him I need to move him I need to move him and then Wolves are the the place. And what can you do I for think, me? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it restricts our business a little bit because I think we've missed out on some good players because of that. Um, but you know what? We wouldn't be where we are. The club make out that they don't rely on him, but they they definitely do. Like when we had Helder Costa back in the day, smashed it in the championship for us and Jeff Shee, the chairman, was asked about it. And he says, like, if, if, uh, if George Mendes came and had an offer for Helder Costa, what would you do? And he said, well, George is my friend, but this is my football club, so I make the final decision. So... I, th- I think it's one of them. But it's still more good than bad. Look, we're in a way better position than we would be without him, I think.
0: What do you make of Ruben Neves, man? Because obviously he's contracted until 2023. You look at him, Telemans, Basuma, Douglas Luiz over at Villa. Their names are going to continuously get linked with clubs now. You probably could tie him down. I know a couple of months ago, as an Arsenal fan, I saw the language that Bruno said. It kind of made out that, you know, we have to match his ambitions. Where are you at with that?
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, it's a big... Probably six months now for us and, and Ruben Neves, because I think we've got to either get European football this this summer, uh, this season and time down in the summer or say to him, look, we'll give you a contract. We're going to spend 100, 150 million or whatever to, to improve this squad. I think, like you said, Bruno, Bruno's right. We have to match Neves' ambitions. He's the number one player. Um, you know, still only 24, but already got like four years experience in the Premier League, you know, already played Europa League football. Mature beyond so, his years, 100%. Yeah, man. And, it, and he's been, he's stepped it up massively this year. And I'm, I'm just hoping that he can start adding a few more goals to his game and so on. But I, I mean, he's not a goal scorer, but I think, I hope he can. I remember at the start of the season when you lot were linked with him. There were people comparing it to the whole Shaka situation, and when you look to their numbers and their percentiles, mate, they were so similar. But I bet now, if you look at it, is better than him. Like, yeah, sorry, oh, that's what I mean. To get the numbers, <laughs> he's better than him. Like there's the mistake. We've had a half season now with more positive football. I bet Neves' numbers are way higher and a much better now. But I saw forty million. Maybe you know, with the contract situation, it might be that. But I would be wanting a lot more money for Neves if he was ever sold. So what's the fee? You know it comes summer he's got
0: 18 months it's not that he won't sign a new deal or that he will you haven't heard anything it's mid-august certain uh, what's the figure that's put on the table oh, farewell man.
1: yeah right, i'll be taking i'd want at least 60 i think
0: flipping over
1: 18 months Yeah. Well, I sort of, yeah I, <laughs> Ooh, i'd have to go and ask Lester about telemans yeah. and douglas yeah. <laughs> louis 18 months i think you're right it mate, it changes the situation slightly but I'd be gutted to see him leave for less than £40 million, if I'm honest. Mm, I, I'd be good about
0: that. There's a question that I think you kind of covered, but I don't want someone to think I'm leaving them hanging. I think it was thoughts on your backline. I don't think that's about Arsenal's,
1: but yeah, that's about nah, you. No, nah, it's been good, man. It's been... If somebody told me this time last year, right, next season, you're going to have this as your back three, I think every Wolves fans would be very disappointed because we've been talking for the last 12 months about improving our defenders. Close to signing Sven Botman last summer. That'd we be were linked and with the uh, Bubakar Kamaro, I think it's been linked with like United and stuff as well. Uh linked with Saleta Saar from Marseille. So we were linked with some decent centre halves and just nothing came to fruition. Um so in the end we've been stuck with Sais, uh who's obviously he's been at the club probably five or six years now as well. Uh, Cody and uh Kilman. But all three of them, man, have been superb, they've been really, really good. Even eight Nori, left wing back, has stepped it up. Samado stepped it up massively. He got a lot of stick last season. But all of them and, and sar in goal as well. Obviously, we signed him in the summer, and all I see now is Saar versus Ramsdale, save percentage and all this stuff, you know. But every both week great on signings for both clubs, I think. Yeah. How where did you find him from? Because to me, it's like he came out of the blue, really. How much did he? Sar, do you know? I think we signed him for like seven mil. But well, the thing, the great. thing that worried everyone about him was because obviously we got rid of Patricio who has been Portugal's number one for you know god knows how long. Um we've saw he was uh, linked from day one. Um he was playing for Olympiacos in Greece but he he could, he was never well he couldn't break into the Portugal team. So everyone's thinking right what's we're going, going on from now? Portugal's number one to somebody that can't even break into the team what's going on but Mate, he's been, he's been a lot more comfortable than Patricio. I think he just suits the Premier League because Patricio was always just stuck on his line. He wouldn't come out. Yeah, he Sar was a proper goalkeeper. But Sar is much, much more comfortable with his feet. A bit more of a sweeper keeper. He'll just take anyone out in his way. Like he did it with Ivan Tony kept trying to block him, like stand in front of him. And Sar just got the ball and ran into him. And Tony went flying. Uh, but that is ruthless. He's a good goalkeeper, though. Good signing. So what would you say are the targets? for? What were the targets at the beginning of the season?
0: Now, obviously, a bit like Arsenal, targets might not have necessarily been that high. But similar to us, you know, a mixture of finding your form at some point sees you with an opportunity to have a positive season. So what were the targets for Wolves at the start of this season? And as a Wolves fan, or just speaking for yourself, you know, it's basically February. Well, it is February. It's just gone Jan. You know, 17 or so games left. What are you lot trying to achieve? What would you hope to achieve? Best case scenario, Stopgap as well, like, all right, cool, it's not a fairy tale. That's a respectable sort of season,
1: yeah. I think, obviously, last season under Nuno, we finished 14th in the end, which was really disappointing. I think, uh, we said that, um, you know, well, last season we classed as a transitional season with the signings of silver, signings of Samedo, Nuno said he wanted to change the system, um, and obviously, it went pear shaped, sent you know, brought in another manager, and they're saying it's another transitional season again. So I just wanted an improvement. At the start of the season, I said, right, if we can get mid-table, we build on that, see what Bruno Lage is about, that sound. But the fact now that we're in this position in eighth place with two, I don't know how far we are behind the top four, but two games or three games in hand of West Ham, if we beat, if we win all of those, we go ahead of them. Two games in hand of United, if we win them, we go ahead of them. You know, all of a sudden, is, we're in the European picture. But like you said earlier, no one's really talking about Wolves too much. And I like that because it doesn't really put us in the line like that much. You know, we can just do our own thing, see not, not too much pressure on the players, I don't think. So we're in a good position. I don't want to just say now, yes, we're going to get fifth or sixth place because I, don't, no, I think no. there's, there's, there's loads of teams. There's yourselves, there's Spurs, there's, our, um, there's United, West Ham. I think Leicester could still sneak in there, but they're dropping too many points. So there's plenty of teams still in the race for it, but I'm happy for us to be sort of, You know, below the radar and just doing our own thing. Who who knows, man? I'd love it. Even a Europa Conference, I think I'd take at this point. But just any, if we can get back into European football, that'd be huge for the club. And obviously, like, what have you made? What? Wait,
0: first thing, what do you expect of Arsenal from these two games? And as a neutral, it's always interesting. What have you just made of Arsenal from August to now, man? Hey,
1: yeah. I mean, I've spoke to obviously a few Arsenal fans on previews and that, and. your fan base is is crazy I, I don't know i don't very, know if fan very base is like it. <laughs> crazy it's just it, so divided you Different. know there's there's some people that i think like yourself that are pretty level headed there's some people that are just screaming <laughs> want the board and want arteta oh, out and you know i can never work out but i always say it's quite hard for me to say because arsenal for the last 20 30 40 years have always sort of been at the top you know what i mean and mm. for the last few years you've sort of slowed down uh, whereas for me as a Wolves fan, when I got started to get really into football, we were sort of championship and even in League One, you know what I mean? So I've sort of just seen us the club do that. I've seen a trajectory, so that's why yeah. I I always think I'm quite a positive fan. You know, I always try and look at the positive side of things. So it's always hard for me to comment too much on Arsenal because you guys have been used to the good times and this is where it's <laughs> getting a bit sticky in it. Yeah. So I think like looking in now, I think you guys definitely could have done with a proper striker in January, especially with Bamian going Somebody mm-hmm. said, do you think, can Arsenal get top four? And I think with the forward situation, probably not. He needed a proper number nine, but you've got, you've got a good core, good squad of players there. But I think if Arteta completely misses out on Europe again, I think he might be in a little bit of trouble. He should be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I top six <laughs> should
0: be probably be the
1: minimum. Obviously, yeah. if you're Wolves manager on Thursday at,
0: at the Molyneux, where do you hit Arsenal? What weak points do you see? How What strengths do you potentially focus on? How simply do you try and win the game, really? Because so <sighs> I think difficult. first and second balls are crucial. Set pieces are crucial. Putting yeah, away yeah, yeah.
1: both teams can't score. Yeah, I think the set, set pieces that we've done predominantly quite well from set pieces. I think up until so I'm scared. Up until three weeks ago, we hadn't conceded from a set piece. But then Ward Prowse scored that ridiculous free kick. If you're going to class that as a goal. Uh, we conceded a, a in, like a crossed free kick from Be- Brentford. They scored from, and then we conceded a set piece against Norwich. So I don't know. At the moment, we look a bit fragile on those. Other than that, we've just been so solid, and with our defensive record, it's not like I can pinpoint a weak area f- for Wolves. Um, it is genuinely just who's going to take their chances on the night. I think, and right. I'm hoping Jimenez turns up under the lights at Molyneux, man. If if our crowd gets going, is you know, is special standard. at Molyneux. Um, you know, I think we played you guys on a Wednesday night a few years ago when we beat you 3 1. Um, is that where David Luiz was sent off? No, no, I think that was in lockdown. I still can't to get to be mad fair. We've had a
0: couple of L's with you lot recently, <laughs> but yeah, man,
1: <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't know, man. I think where it's going to be a of and loss for us is down in the wide areas. You know, the eight, eight Nori and Samado uh, as the wing backs, and I'd say Pedence and Trincao probably is the wingers. See what they can do. They've got to produce the goods and and see what we can do. But it's whoever takes their chances at the end of the day. So if you had to gamble on what the starting eleven in formation would be, where would you go with? Well, I would hope it will be the two in the middle. So I'd say probably Sarr in goal, uh, Kilman, Cody and Sace across the back three, Aitnori mm. and Semedo as the wing-backs, Neves and Matinho in the middle, uh, Pedent and Trincao on the wings and then Jimenez up top. But I think he, he might go three in the middle again, which... I. And that would mean probably dropping Trinkau for Donka. But a lot of fans aren't, aren't into the Donka thing at the moment.
0: See, for me, I think we have to play three players. I think Smith-Rowe can press. But I think if we're going to have a chance against you, because like, you lot are positive, you've got Street Smart on us. Lacazette has to play through the middle. Odegaard has to be behind him. We need probably Saka and, and Martinelli because we need to press And yeah. Lacazette drops. We need that option because you're playing a back three. I don't know. For pace, how slow or fast Cody and Kilman is, but you probably back yourself against one individual up there. And again, what we need not do is encourage you a lot to get further up the field because I, I kind of am scared when we play against a back three, completely different. But I remember we went away to Brighton and don't get it twisted, we weren't at it from the start, but we were just we were just done tactically. And I just I just really I just I just think people don't really respect experience. And I think you've got a real street smart team that can As much as it's about managers, players have to work things out themselves on the football field. And, you know, if you're a swimmer, you'd rather people that have swum in strong currents than people who haven't, in it? And I think that's where the game's won and lost for me. So if I had to pick our line up, we'd do a 4 2 three, one I don't know for Tommy Yasu, Arteta kind of kept his cards close to his chest. But if it could be Tomi Tierney, the two centre-halves in Ben White and Gabriel, Ramsdale in goal. Shaka Partey, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli. And then you probably go Lacazette through the middle. I don't think we have much off the bench, I feel, considering we didn't do the business in the summer. I think too many variables kind of have to go right for us in these last couple of games. Like, I don't think... Obviously, people can come off the bench and make themselves heroes, but I don't really feel we have enough variety. And we're kind of... It is where it is with us, really and truly. So I, I just really am scared of the first and second balls away at you, at you lot. I think if Adamo was there, he's the sort of guy to score. I guess my last question would be to you, you know, what do you expect from the two games against us home and away? And what would your prediction be? Because I'm just going to go for the classic 1-0 to Arsenal, man. I think it's going to be nerve-wracking. I, I don't necessarily believe it, but positivity in the air, my friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they're going to be close games. They've always been close games since Wolves come back into the Premier League, you know. I right. mean, you know, I think, to be fair, I'm surprised. I think Wolves have, I think Wolves are one three we've drawn two maybe and you you're definitely one. a team that gives me a bit of nerves <laughs> You're yeah, definitely at, your, yeah. at you lot's place, man. yeah <laughs> so i would probably i'm i'm always like i said i'm always positive i'm backing us to win 2-1 but if it's a draw I, one goal either way i think it's gonna be very tight i think both teams will score um i think i read a stat earlier you lot have never f- haven't haven't failed to score against us for, for years so you know, I back oh, you to score two goals. goals from open play between our two strikers, and
0: you never know, man. Things can happen <laughs> in life. Man. I, I, I don't Bye, know. i turn up know.
1: tomorrow. I can guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> it, maybe we need uh, a left
0: back or something to do something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I think, you know, they're both games going to be tight. Probably a draw rule. Maybe you guys nick it at the Emirates. But I think then, sort of, this game is going to give us an indication on how the next game might go. But I think we've got two games in between the matches. And I think you guys, I don't know if you guys have got one. two games or just one, one game. We're out in the
0: FA Cup, one. So there's no, there's no excuses. We've got one. Yeah. We've had the Dubai break. We know, again, you look at our fixture calendar. I don't think there is any games you can look at, definitely where we're failing to win and say we're going to win. We've got, for me anyways, as an Arsenal fan, I don't want to play you lot. Don't want to play Brighton. Don't want to play Crystal Palace. Don't want to play Southampton. We've got you (laughs) lot. Like, we've got you lot, really and truly. And that's without talking about going to the bridge, going to White Hart Lane, still got to play Liverpool, still got to play United, So, which are six-pointers. Even with you lot now, they're all six-pointers, maybe even Mm. 12-pointers because of taking points. Obviously, what content have you got to come out? I mean, everybody knows that, you know, you do the Twitch stuff, you know, you do Talking Wolves. All the links are there. And when this is on YouTube, the links will be there. But let them know where they can find you, my friend
1: yeah so uh talking walls on youtube twitter facebook instagram we do obviously similar sort of thing to this previews match reactions get fans to come on as well give their thoughts as well and got our own podcast as well and then obviously my own my own stuff on uh, twitter as well which is uh dave as a party
0: again people and you can if you give me a second you should be able to see on the screen you know you've got his twitter account uh let's get that Let get one there. oh my mouse is don't don't do this i feel like i'm under <laughs> pressure <laughs> That's one. Obviously, you heard the man talking wolves business. That's two. And then obviously, you know, the Twitch, the videos I like oh, yeah. the FM content, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes. Uh so yeah, man, it is what it is. And then he does a bunch of other stuff. What content have you got to come?
1: Uh trying to think. I uh, FM stuff at the moment. I'm waiting a little bit uh, to jump on a new project, but obviously the talking wall stuff. This month is busy. Obviously, we got loads of games coming up, so Loads of match previews, loads of match reviews. Um, you know, going to the Emirates obviously in a couple of weeks as well, which is gonna be good. So, yeah, loads, loads of uh wall stuff coming up. So, and again, and I, I, I probably, I probably can guess that there's gonna be some
0: you know previews on your channel and whatnot between now and tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I've got match, uh, match preview coming up. Um, my with my predicted lineup and stuff like that on there as well. And then obviously, tomorrow night, I'll have uh, my match reaction probably from a car outside the ground <laughs> and then the fans reaction where the fans send their thoughts in as well
0: exactly so people make sure you're following dave on all the socials make sure you're following talking wolves get your walls fixing may the best team win man i appreciate yeah, you for doing this best. quickly yeah. with me after work as well dave man so yeah, yeah enjoy your pleasure, sleep man, as boy. always nah, man, no man i appreciate man. that anytime you need me on your channel just shout me bro again i appreciate that people appreciate you lot for listening and We're out now, man, really. Take care, people. Enjoy what's left of your evening. I'm going to be doing the Aston Villa versus Leeds preview. Well, I meant to say preview. Watch along at 7.30. So, yeah, join me. That's on YouTube. But, yeah, apart from that, we're out, people, man. You lot stay blessed. Take care. Safe. (laughs) 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 Safe.